It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. It just told us we will show your live to some of your followers. What is this some? It's what happens with all social media is they're like, build up a following and then we will only give you access to 3% of it. If you would like the rest, please pay us money. It's crazy. Instagram, why would you withhold the Start Today Morning Show from everyone? It is, uh, I've gone through this. I've been um, on the internet making content for women for, gosh, like 12 years. So I have been through this process many times before. If you do work, if you have a business or you work in social media at all, the key is to not get upset. Because (laughs) it just is the nature of the beast. If you want to go on social platforms where the organic reach is as high as it can be, I would suggest you check out TikTok and LinkedIn, which have the highest organic reach right now. But normally, on our Instagram, we would have about 5,000 people watching this live. And right now, we have about 2,000. So Instagram... You're the worst. We're happy to have all of you that are here. We are, but I just feel, I feel like sad people, for the other people. They're wishing. They probably need us yeah. to be in their life. Yeah, they're wishing, but they Unbelievable. don't. You know, they don't have it. So here we are. Everyone, yeah. Did you notice that Rachel's wearing a vintage Tom Petty T-shirt? I feel like I showed this off before. Doesn't matter. We should show it off every single time that you're wearing it because it's awesome. One of my favorite things are vintage concert tees. I have three of them now. And like, as in, like they are original, not inexpensive. I've got Fleetwood Mac, I've got Tom Petty, and then my two best friends got me Reba McIntyre, which is everything that you want it to be. Bring it. A Reba McIntyre concert tee from the 80s is everything that you want it to be. And I'll show it off here at some point when I put it into an outfit. I had it um, altered so that it is a muscle tee. You had a you ate you had a concert tee altered. Yeah, because it was it was super big on me, and I oh. wanted to actually wear it. All right, fair. But um, you know what else I had altered? Uh, the rock workout tank top <laughs> that I really loved. He was kept wearing this yellow tank top, and I wanted it, but they only had it in a men's extra large. I'm five two, you guys, and I was like, you know what? I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And then did I pay? More than the shirt cost to have it altered to fit my tiny body so I could work out of it and feel strong like Come The Rock. On. You know I did. Come on. You know I did. Just wear Internet. an oversized tank top. You're going out to the home gym. You got to wear it a was tank so, top. It was like a dress. Okay. It was past my knees. Well, literally. next time I'll take some scissors and I can hem the bottom of a tank yeah. top. I am good at hemming. You know, there's. I have. Here's a question that I asked Dave. What? This is sort of a. Related to what we were just talking about, not really, just go with me. This is a question I asked Dave, and I think it's a valuable question for any of you who are watching this live or listening to it on podcast to ask yourself, what what, it, what are the moments in your life where you feel most one. content, most happy, like your best moments are this. So mine, I've known this for a very long time, and I build my life around trying to incorporate these moments, my most blissed out thing that I can possibly do in my life is very simple. Having coffee with Dave, looking over a view. And if that view is of water, 10x. Bonus. Okay? So having coffee with Dave, looking out over a view is 
my favorite thing in the entire universe. There's nothing that I love more than sipping some coffee, looking at some water, next to my love, talking about life, right? Here's the thing. You asked me what mine was, and then in real in real time, it didn't involve anybody else because mine That's was okay. about getting, like, I actually really, really enjoy running by myself yeah. because it's just like, man, my, my like ability to process things and just like connect with like nothingness really yeah but I didn't want to hurt your feelings because yours it, was no. like I want to sit next to you with coffee and no, I was no. like I want to leave everyone I know and be on the road no here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is it matters that you know what it is that you spend some time contemplating what that looks like for you because if you know what it is you can set up your life around that idea so uh, for instance when we um when we moved here uh, we have a most beautiful backyard. We live in Texas Hill Country. Um, and our bedroom had like these two tiny windows over what would essentially be like this beautiful land that we had bought, these eight acres of Texas Hill Country. And the our house is amazing. I love this place. But the only real like construction we did on the house was we knocked out the back wall, which the bedroom was so great, but because I knew that this is my greatest thing in life, I was like, I want a wall of glass and two comfy chairs set up in front of this wall of glass where we are gonna sit on Saturday and Sunday morning. We're yeah. gonna have our coffee together because it's one of my greatest things in life. We were with uh, John Maxwell last week and he was saying one of his favorite things in life is a, a long, delicious dinner with people he loves. And it doesn't matter what it like is, but I would too. challenge y'all to think of what is just your most, like it, it shouldn't be something that's hard to pull off, right? It yeah. shouldn't be something that you can easily access. And then challenge yourself, how many times can you incorporate that into a week? By the way, like you, we had this conversation against the backdrop of something that was not yeah. great this weekend. We had to go to a memorial for our brother-in-law. And so Rachel intentionally found a place mm -hmm. that we could rent that would afford us having this moment to yeah. have our coffee so that we could have this silver lining in the midst of a thing that was a yeah. bit of a gray cloud. Yeah, and so, yeah, that was uh, that's a good point. So um, we I picked a place that ended up being a little bit further from where his his funeral was because I had found an Airbnb that overlooked the water. They live on the Oregon coast, and I found an Airbnb that overlooked the water, and I thought, you know what? This weekend's gonna be so awful and so hard, but I could ground myself that morning in this. And we did. We sat on the sofa before the sun even rose, so we were looking at the moonlight over the water yeah. and drank coffee for hours, and just like, I didn't even know that we talked that much. It was just like sitting there in that, before we went into this really hard day. So yeah. um, for what that's worth, I think it's a question that, that people don't often ask themselves. It is very easy to make sure your life is filled with joy as it looks to you, if you know what that is. Yeah. That was being, just felt, no, like, felt important to talk about. Being intentional about like, like identifying it so that you can actually engineer your life to produce it. That was the whole point. I love yeah. that point. It's a great one. Uh, we are week three oh, of week last three. 90 days. 
Give us a heart or a thumbs up if you are doing Last 90 Days Challenge with us. Let's go. If you are not familiar, it is our community-wide, totally free challenge to live the last 90 days of the year as intentionally as we tend to start the first 30. If you are not already signed up, dude, it is free. The emails are bomb. You get an email every week from us with what the theme is this week and then some tools to help you take a deeper dive. You can sign up at theholliscocom forward slash last 90 days. Last nine zero days. Um, the email that came out this morning was all about this idea of not quitting on yourself. There was a great video that came out of Rachel's coaching. There was a great podcast episode that talked about this topic. So there are resources. They are free resources yeah. in the email. If you didn't see it, open your email and check it out. If you are like, what email are you talking about? Just go sign up. It's completely free. And each week you are going to get something that helps you process a thing. Why? Why on week three would we want to talk about not quitting on yourself? Because as the first line of the email suggests, the new car smell of this challenge is wearing off. Like the, mm-hmm. hey, I'm hashtag last 90 days. Look at how awesome this is. It's so great. Now it's just it's just work. You have to stay dedicated to it. And so we thought, why not spend a week talking about why we quit on ourselves, mm-hmm. the psychology of quitting on yourself, what it means to push through and not quit on yourself. So we're going to get into it all week long. Is it Canadian Thanksgiving? Happy Thanksgiving, Canadians! Happy Thanksgiving, Canadians! Oh, man. I have no idea. I'm so grateful um, for Canadians. Someone just said, I quit on chocolate. Hold on, this is good. I quit on chocolate for 30 days and ate it three times and didn't even realize it until hours later. Okay, couple of things on that. Number one, I went to dinner last week when I was in LA with one of our partners that we work with on some business stuff who's like such an incredible support of the thing he's doing last 90 days. And we sit down and I was dying. I really wanted chips and guac and we were at this great Mexican restaurant. And so I was like, hey, order chips and guac. And you know, when I get there, I'm gonna eat them. So I get there and he and I both start eating chips and guac. And then he's on like his fourth chip. And then all of a sudden he's like, no! Cause the thing that he gave up for last 90 was fried food. And he's so disappointed in himself. He's like, I have not eaten this. How am I sitting with you and I make this mistake? <laughs> like my girlfriend is gonna freak out, whatever. The thing is, it actually is hard to give up something that you can accidentally eat. Do you know what I mean? Like um, uh, you can accidentally have chocolate, it's mixed into something and you're not being conscious of it. So giving up a category of food means that you have to be really intentional, intentional about the bites you take. Like giving up alcohol for 30 days is super hard, but I also knew something that a lot of y'all didn't, which was I'm not accidentally gonna drink alcohol. Like you have to be intentional about like making a cocktail versus if you gave up sugar, which a lot of the gals in our office gave up sugar, sugar's in everything. everything. So it's a really hard one to give up. So I just want you to be graceful with yourself yep. if you did that, but also even if you intentionally did it, let's say you're like, you had a hard day and you're like, screw this man, I'm eating the chocolate, that's okay. None of us are perfect. And this is not a challenge to live every day, you know, perfect, doing it all. This is a challenge to get back up. You did something, you know, great, start again. By the Start way, again. the like number one reason why I have given up on things that I was committed to, the number one reason, it is not even close to the number two, three, four, or five reason, is that my brain, when I make a small mistake, decides to throw everything out the window. 
because if I'm already off the wagon, let's just go ahead and roll the wagon into the ditch, light it on fire, and let it burn. Give us a heart or a thumbs up if that's you. And so you have to, in like embracing this grace, realize that, hey, 90 days is a long time. You are, if you do, going to make a mistake. But if you do... Don't let that small mistake turn into something that gives you then the permission to completely give up on yourself, get rid of any of the discipline, any of, like, don't do that. I've done it plenty of times, and then I find myself, like, back even further behind where I even started the challenge. So have have a, have a little bit of grace if you fall off, and then get right back on. Yeah. It's 100%, okay. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And if you yeah. haven't started, here's the thing. If you're listening to this, you're like, I didn't even start that 90-day challenge. Come on board. For you, it's like a 75-day challenge. Yeah. It can start today. Which would be so powerful let's, for you. Let's roll. Absolutely. Like, I, there's, no, there's no reason to not start it, even if you haven't yet. Come on in. Yeah. Water's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I had such a good thing, and now I can't remember what... Oh, I remember what it was. Um, speaking of giving things up, I, I want to talk about it because it was a super big deal for me. Um... I gave up alcohol for the last 90 days and then had the most horrible thing happen that absolutely would normally have led me to drinking alcohol. So we lost our brother-in-law, but like I lost a brother. Like I've known this man since I was three years old. Like this was beyond, not that people aren't close with their brother-in-laws, but this was beyond just my sister's husband. And when it happened, I wanted to drink. And then I got through that first night and I was like, okay, you're fine. And then going into town this weekend, I had traveled to to San Diego, to Atlanta, to Oregon. It was really intense three days of travel to pull off making it there for the funeral and compounded with all my families there, which let's be honest, sometimes families, you need a Good drink people, but to handle your family, sometimes. right? And then compounded with um, the place that we were at. We used to live when I was little. And so there were all of these people who knew me when I was a baby, but I didn't know them. And so I'm already very (laughs) emotional and it's a super hard day. And then people are like, do you remember me? And I'm like, I don't know. I know. Will you just tell me how I know you? It just was like a lot. And we finished this super hard day and I wanted a drink. I literally said to Dave, I'm having a drink. Like, I don't even care. I'm having a drink. Tonight. I got to be honest, in a world where you are always my accountability person, I was like, go ahead, have yeah, a drink. It was I, really hard. I will co sign on this. This yeah. is a hard day. There's so many triggers. If you want to have a drink, have a drink. And I, then I almost like set, I'm, I was almost like verbalizing that choice. I was like, the heck you are having a drink. <laughs> What are you doing? And then I went and I was just like, okay, go. We're going to go. We're all going to our whole family was gathered for dinner that night and everyone's drinking. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to have a LaCroix. And then I kept telling myself like, you know what? It, it's like running. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely like running. If any of you are running or you've done a hard workout or something and you tell yourself, just make it to the next tree, just make, make it to the next tree. And that's what I was thinking that night was like, just get through these 15 minutes. Yeah. Get through these 15 minutes and then get through 15 minutes more. And then and then by halfway it's over. I'm like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. This is you're you're handling this. You're great. So I just wanted to talk to you about those of you who are giving up something hard. I know we have people who are giving up cigarettes, we have people who are giving up alcohol, we have people who are giving up drugs. Like, just make it to the next tree. Yeah. 
just make it to the next tree. What's, what's amazing sense. too is like, I know that for you, getting through that night changes the way you think about needing alcohol to get through that night. Absolutely. Right? I mean, I, I've learned it like over and over in my you know, journey of not drinking this last six months. It's like the things that I thought I needed alcohol for, I realize now I don't need alcohol for. Mm-hmm. And it's changed the way I think about needing you know, to have a drink for almost anything now. Which and is what a rad like, like, way to rewire your brain. You still want it sometimes. It's worth saying. Oh, here's the thing, like, especially this weekend, it would have been easier to try and not have to really confront all of the emotions that were coming up in processing loss. Here's the thing for me, and I was sitting with uh, another brother-in-law. We are both, I'm 44, he's 46. Our brother-in-law who passed away is 46. The proximity to our ages for each of us has been something that has been very interesting for us both to process because... If he can unexpectedly go at 46, why wouldn't we each be potentially susceptible to going? And the reality is we are like you can't take anything for granted, but you're not confronted with the reality that you could go at any time. And so processing that, like, trust me, it would have been easier to just have a drink. Also, when you're in the Pacific Northwest and they got a local IPA on tap. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want to have the delicious, hoppy deliciousness of something that's called like the coast's best brew or something. But I didn't. Yeah. You know, I didn't. And so it's not to say that I didn't want it or that like it wouldn't have maybe make it made it easier to have to work through the emotion. Yeah. I, in, in a weird way, though, I will say I have become more comfortable being uncomfortable yeah. with the things that make me like feel uncomfortable and I wouldn't have if I hadn't committed to not drinking and so there's something I think awesome too in you think you need it so that you don't have to deal with it and then you deal with it and realize that you can actually all the time deal with it yeah I was talking to our trainer this morning who's uh, been sober for quite a while and he was saying you know it's probably you don't even realize how good it was for you to have to process that without numbing yourself yeah and I was like you're so right because I was very upset I cried a lot I got up to speak and I like could barely get words out and I was like I am literally a professional speaker and I cannot do this part very well um but he was i was just thinking like that's that's super accurate is like i was able to really grieve and i will continue to grieve but i was able to really grieve and process it and i didn't have anything to help hide the feelings i was having and even um you know we were we were talking that day about frankly that morning just like oh it's gonna be a hard day you know you know those when you're like walking it and I just kept saying to myself and I kept saying to Dave we can do hard things Mm -hmm. we can do hard things it sucks it it but we can do hard things and also in that moment like it wasn't about us it wasn't about us it was about my sister and my niece and nephew it what like we were there to be with them so even if you can't you don't feel like you can be strong for yourself can you find a bigger why What's interesting for me, I'm sitting there. It was a beautiful service. So beautiful. It was a beautiful service. I cried a lot in the service. It was a beautiful service. But I also, interestingly, like I was grieving the loss of Michael and was also having this moment of one day there will be humans who have gathered to celebrate my life. I don't know why I process it this way, but... 
and I'm watching people who are coming up and saying the impact that he had on their life. I was sitting back watching the video that had been put together of all the pictures and all the friends and the way he was interacting with his family and loving on his wife. And I was like struck with this reality, which is there will be a video at my funeral at the end of my life. And what goes in that video is something that I still today get a voice in helping direct the end of that video. I'm like halfway through or hopefully not even halfway through my video. But what ends up on that video, I am in control of. I have to get up every single day and work to have the kind of video that I'd hope to have shown at my funeral. I'd hope to have the, the people who caught up and said the things that they say, man, I get to work every single day so that those people, whoever they are, come up and say the things that I want. Like, yeah. oh. I love, he said that to me after the funeral and I said, gosh, I love that idea. Like, you're still in control of the video that plays at your funeral. Yeah. Like, all those photos. Watching Michael's video, you just saw, like, a well-lived life. Yeah. He was a good man and he was a good dad and he was a good husband. Um, he was a correctional officer, and so his entire, he was a lieutenant, and his entire team talking about what kind of a leader he was. But I thought, man, that's such a beautiful thought to bring out of this is, like, you're still in control of the video. Yeah. You're still in control of, like, what photos they use. And is, like, is it going to be hard for people to find pictures of you t- that show beautiful moments? Because just so we're clear, Michael's video wasn't climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, and his video wasn't these this beautiful intentional purposeful life yeah so think about that as you go through this week this month this year ending strong starting 2020 you are in control of what they say about you you are in control of what those pictures are how are you showing up so that after you're gone like it's just beautiful memories that people have of the time that you were here. Yeah, the one thing that really too, it was just like, God, what a testament to the way that he was intentional in trying to affect the lives of the people that were in his circle. There were people from his church, but even more so the community of other officers from the prison who talked about the way that he spoke into their life and challenged them to think differently about how they were showing up for themselves, think differently about how they were showing up for their partner. They, he, he led like some really, really great studies in the stuff that men just don't normally talk about. And I was like, God, to have these men in uniform standing in front of this room full of people professing the impact that he had in helping take something that would have previously been shame oriented and turning it into something that they could take power and control over. It's like, geez, I want that. I want to go have a legacy that has other men standing in front of a room full of people saying, you know what? Dave talked about stuff that other people didn't that made me think differently about the way that I was showing up in my life and I am better and my community is better for having done that. I just want to go do more of that work. I'm sorry yeah. for punching you in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it is the last five minutes of the Start Today morning show. Real quick, let's do a sound off. One, two. Sound off. 
three, four. four. Uh, we, uh, if you don't know what that means, it's if you've already done your start today practice today, uh, give us a heart or a thumbs up. Start today is a journal that you can do a gratitude and goal setting practice in, or you can take a notebook and you can listen to episode 72 of the rise podcast. That's my podcast. And I explained to you how to do the practice in any, on any piece of paper that you have. The only thing we would just love for you to consider is just doing the practice because it is changing lives. It is changing lives and anyone who's doing it regularly will attest to that. You can go look at the hashtag, hashtag start today journal and see how many people are being affected by this process and you can totally do it for free, episode 72. If you want a journal, guys, this is the only time we have never done a discount on journals, but if you want a journal, we're giving uh, $10 off if you are signed up for last 90 days because we really want this community doing the practice. Yes, do the practice. TheHollisCo.com forward slash last 90 days is where you sign up. You get an email that gives you $10 off. You can check out the journals on HollisCo.com. Let's do Q&A. Here we go. Here we go. Um, let's see. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry about your mother-in-law. That's so sad. Um, let's see. Looking up. If you signed up but didn't get your email with your coupon, send a note to hello, hello. at theholliscode.com. Our customer service gals would love to help you. Uh, are you reading any fun books right now? I just finished a book called um, You Are What You Do by Ben Horowitz, but it's not available. I got an early copy. I loved that book. It was nonfiction, though. It wasn't really what I would describe as fun. I read Bob Iger's uh, autobiography, Ride of a Lifetime, over the weekend. Uh, I'm a homer because I came out of the Walt Disney World, but uh, it was a great read. Loved it. Uh, so someone was just asking about morning routine. If you guys uh, didn't see it on YouTube this last week, I post a new YouTube video, like a long form video every single Wednesday. And this last week was my morning routine. So if you want to know what I do step by step morning routine, go check out YouTube. If you search my name on YouTube, you'll find it. What's the best way to get the, your water in? Start drinking early. I am almost a gallon in. It's not even 8.30, yeah. though. Yeah. I started drinking at 5 a.m., so I, I just I can't encourage you enough. And not only that, when yeah. you take a drink... Thank you. I was just going to say this. Let's show. When you take a drink, Lots you need to drink like this. an like entire this. small bottle of water. I, I saw mean, my niece yesterday doing that. She was drinking like that. And I'm like, no, no, let me show you how I take a drink. That's one gallon down, y'all. It's 8.30 a.m. Central, though. When you go to take a drink, you have to chug it. You have to chug it like you're at a frat party, you guys. You've got to get as much water in every time you go to take a drink. If you're trying to get your your body, half your body weight in ounces of water, or like us, we do our full <laughs> body weight, you are going to have to chug. It's a lot of water. Uh, Rise San Diego. Rise San Diego tickets go on sale a week from tomorrow. That's the 22nd day guys. of... October. Guys, we have gotten thousands of emails about this. Thousands of emails about when <laughs> Rise San Diego tickets, when do they go on sale? The 22nd day of October. If you Next are a goal getter, Monday. it'll be the 21st day, but it'll be the 22nd. You better tag your sister. You better call your downline. There is so much frenzy for these tickets. So we like held off to make sure that we had it exactly right. Uh, but get ready. Uh, London is in August, guys. London is in August, and we will get back to you on when those tickets go on sale. Yes. But um, yes, we are coming to London. It's going to be in August. But 
Rise San Diego tickets go on sale on Monday. The Goal Getter boxes, I have seen I've all seen of them. the items. I know that they exist. Yeah, it's They coming. are shipping out here shortly. It's I think coming. you're going to get them around the 10th or 12th of November. So yeah. it's like, it's coming. I, you guys have been so stinking patient. So yep. thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, I am coming to Chicago. I'm going tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm speaking in Chicago. And then on Thursday I'm speaking in San Diego. And then I feel like a week later I'm speaking in Toronto. And then I will have finished Goodbye. any event that is for another person forever. <laughs> I have been on the road. I'm going to write an article. If you are, if you work in a corporate setting, any kind of business, or you own a business, and you're not already following me on LinkedIn, I will really want to encourage you to do that. So LinkedIn is where I write content that is just for people in business, either like people who are leaders or growing up, or people who own their own company. But I'm going to write an article that's something like what I learned from being on the road for 18 months. Someone asks, is it okay to go to Rise by yourself? Heck 100% in Dallas and Minneapolis, 35% of the people, 35% of the 7,500 people in Dallas came by themselves, that came alone, didn't leave alone, 100%, you will be just fine. Thank you very much. Come on down. Uh, Dave, what about your book tour? I am going to do a book tour. I will announce the dates not very long from now. I am going to start when my book comes out on March 10th. I'm going to 20 cities over the course of seven weeks. Whoo, 20 cities. So that means I'm coming to literally a city near you. Uh, so we are coming to, to Toronto. We're bringing Rise to Toronto in March of March. 2020. We are not go, we're not sold out. If you guys want to find out anything about our events, we have both events for like life, personal development, and then we have events for business. You can go to theholliscocom forward slash events. Um, I love all of the people who hear the cities and then immediately are like, Denver, Kansas, Tulsa. Nope. Just the cities you heard us say. I think they're talking Those about my book cities. tour. Oh, for you. Oh, okay, Yeah, it's great. about me, not us. Yeah, you are going to like 100 <laughs> cities. I'm going everywhere. He's coming out. I'm He's ready. I'm, I haven't been, I've been beaten down by the road yet. I'm excited. Yep. I'm glad. I I'm excited, excited for you to understand the pain. Um, no plans for Houston. Not that I am aware of. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, preview of the books. Can we get one, Dave? I think you can go to Amazon and probably get a pretty good preview of it and then pre-order it while you're there. Yeah, if you pre-order the book, uh, you can go to getoutofyourownwaythebook.com. And if you've pre-ordered, you just put in some information and you can hear the first 30 minutes of the book as I spoke it from my own mouth. Uh, I am doing the audio for you here the first 30 minutes if you'd like. So come on down for that. What's my favorite LaCroix flavor? Finally, we're getting to the hard-hitting stuff. I like the apricot. I am a big fan of the Pamplemousse. Thank you oh, for asking. Thank Good you times. for asking. All right. With that, y'all, yep. it is Monday. It is the first Monday of the rest of your life. We are a community who is going to commit to not quit. That is the theme of this week. Find a why that is strong enough to keep you on this thing. If you, for whatever reason, fall off, give yourself the grace to not make the mistake that I have made over and over, and that was just throwing every, every single thing off. 
Get right back on that yeah. horse. Can I say too, if you need a pump up this week, if you're like, I need some motivation, I need a pump up, and you have not watched our documentary on Amazon. Oh yeah. If you are an Amazon Prime member, the documentary is free. Free. It's called Made for More. Search Made for More. It will fire you up. If you've already seen it, maybe you need to watch it one more time to just get some fire. It's about our live events. Totally free if you're a Prime member. If you're not, I think it's four bucks. So um, go check that out this week if you need a little fire in your hearts. We love Love you. It's Monday. Go live it well. Come on. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at the Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die. <laughs>